Hey guys, today's episode is with Todd White, the founder of Dry Farm Wines. I'm so excited to bring you this episode and allow Todd to educate you on wine, not only wine, but also about making better choices with food and lifestyle. Actually, towards the end, he gets into some wisdom bombs about leading a an organization, leading a business with soul and bettering the lives of people who work for you. So cool. So if you're in business or entrepreneurship, please make sure you listen to, to the end. Um, but let me first tell you about what we're going to educate you with today. And that is wines. What's actually going on? What is natural wine? What is organic wine? Where do you want to source your wine from? And what is dry farming? What does that even mean? That's what he's going to explain and teach you about in the episode. Um, dry farm wines is dedicated to supporting small natural growers. Um, also getting the chemical cascade out of your glass of wine. And also he's going to teach you about why those lower alcohol contents can be something that you want to go for in health. Dry Farm Wines is famous for not having a hangover, which is so cool. And he, you know, Dry Farms is endorsed by many of the health influencers and leaders that you know, like Mark Sisson, Dave Asprey, Ben Greenfield, Rob Wolf, Dominic D'Agostino, the list goes on. Absolutely incredible. And so we're going to get into why you might want to think about the choices you're making with your wine and also getting into some daily practices that will better your life like meditation, breath work, cold thermogenesis, ketogenic diet, intermittent fasting. Todd is amazing. Todd is so much more than just the owner of Dry Farm Wines. Like he is such a, a gift in the health industry and he's so good at teaching it. So I hope you guys learn a lot. I know you're going to learn a lot. I'm glad that Todd can intro you maybe to the natural wine movement and understanding a little bit better what that is. So we'll go ahead and jump right into it. Here is Todd White. Hey guys, before we start the show, I want to talk to you about one of my favorite finds, one of the best additions to my coaching that I've put in in the last few years, and that is working with upgraded formulas. And what we're doing here is we're doing hair mineral analysis. So we're checking for your mineral levels in your hair. And the reason hair is cool to test is because it's giving you a longer snapshot than blood, right? It's almost like looking at an organ. There's things that are stored there. And so we want to see how your body is doing, what your mineral levels have been like over a long period of time. And we're also checking Checking for heavy metals, which you have no idea if you have heavy metals or not, unless you test. How can you know, right? And then for minerals, for me, here I was, this health coach preaching magnesium for everyone, magnesium. And I was taking magnesium and I found out I was super deficient in it. And so I've been taking the nanoparticle size minerals from upgraded formulas. This is why, I mean, my little geeky brain is like, oh, yes. So instead of these huge particles that your body can't absorb, they've made the particle size extremely small. Also, the absorption is super high, right? So like, I don't know if you know, but so many of the vitamins and minerals, things that you can be taking, they you can't absorb them. They're not formulated well. So this stuff is amazing. The absorption rate is super high. And I noticed a few things right off the bat as I rebuilt my magnesium over several months was anxiety was down. I didn't think I had anxiety. <laughs> then I got my magnesium into place. I was like, oh my gosh. And then the other thing was REM sleep. I just started sleeping way better. I'm having dreams again. I realized I hadn't had dreams in years, not a one. <laughs> and now I dream again. So that's pretty huge, not to mention memory consolidation and overall brain health associated with getting more REM sleep. So that's one example. I have clients with hypothyroidism and we find they're super deficient in iodine or selenium or both or magnesium, all things that play into essential thyroid production, right? You have to have some of these things in place for your body to do what it's supposed to do. So I'm telling you all this because I think it's so important. This is why I'm working with upgraded formulas. This is why all my clients do it. This is why why I'm telling you guys about it because I want to get the word out because these are these little things that if you don't have them taken care of, then you can be have chronic fatigue, low energy, anxiety, depression, poor blood sugar regulation, low immune health, all of it because of these little things out of place. So find out, right? You don't know unless you test. And so Upgraded Formulas gave me a special offer for you guys on the hair test and also a discount of 10% on the test and all of their supplementation. Um, but use the link in the show notes that will take you guys to the special offer from them on that. 
Um, and yeah, it's Upgraded Formulas is the name of the company. And my discount code is Coach Tara. So please take advantage of that across the board with Upgraded Formulas. And uh, let me know if you do this and what you find out. I'm going on and on, but the last thing I got to say is, you know, you hear these recommendations in the health industry, like 80% of the population is magnesium deficient and all this stuff. No, no, that's not always, maybe that statistic is true, but I have found with my clients, like some of my clients are high magnesium, right? So we got to get the ratios right of the other minerals. And you can't know, (laughs) you're not going to know unless you test and find out what's going on inside your own body. So like do that for yourself, right? Do that and then follow up and make sure that what you did is working and watch, just, just watch how it impacts your health. It's amazing. So all right, I'll stop ranting on and on. That's Upgraded Formulas. Again, the coupon code is Coach Tara and check the link in the show notes so that you can get the special offer that they've given me. All right, guys, I got the man of wines. Todd White is here with us. We're going to talk about dry farming. We're going to talk about wine. uh, You're actually going to help people feel good about drinking wine. I feel like this is like a guilt point for a lot of people and their health. Um, And let's, let's dig into the health aspects of it. And then later, I'd love to dig into some of the spiritual side of personal growth, if you don't mind, because I love, if you guys haven't heard Todd talk about this stuff, well, you're in for a treat. So let's get, let's get started. Can you, can you back up real quick and just tell us why dry farm wines, why someone might, might be interested in understanding what dry farms is and what you guys are about? Well, thanks for having me on the show today. And we have a lot to talk about. It sounds like including the dirty, dark secrets mm-hmm. of the wine business. Mm-hmm. So here's what's happening in wine and why dry farm wines matters and why people care about dry farm wines and why we serve hundreds of thousands of people who drink wine because there are a lot of people who care about what they put in their body, right? And so that was our journey. That was my journey. I didn't, dry farm wines didn't begin as a business. It mm. began as a, as a personal crusade to find a better way to drink wine for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, had become ketogenic about six years ago, and I'm a biohacker. And I, after I became really seriously therapeutic ketogenic today, I, what I would call modified keto or more like an Atkins diet. But at the time, I was for a couple of years, I was deep, deep down into therapeutic ketosis. And I just found I couldn't process wine anymore. And I've been a lifelong wine drinker. I love wine. But and I thought it was just the alcohol because a common side effect of of, of the strict keto diet is that people have difficulty processing alcohol mm-hmm. and alcohol in wines. And we'll talk about this has been rising steadily over the last 30 years because the al- the wine industry loves alcohol. We'll talk about that and why, but you see our perspective on alcohol and this surprises a lot of people to hear this from the wine guy who they might think I'm here selling wine, mm-hmm. which is in fact, not my objective. My objective is to educate people to make good choices about drinking. Right. And so, but it surprises people to hear me say this. Alcohol is a dangerous neurotoxin and it ruins millions of lives a year. And some people just shouldn't drink at all. Right. And if we are going to drink, we should take a measured approach to it. So that's how we think about alcohol. And so I don't really love alcohol, but I happen to love wine. And if you remove all the alcohol from wine, it doesn't taste like wine anymore. And so once you get below 7 or 8% in alcohol, we sell wines down to 7%, none higher than 12.5%. But once you get down to below 7 or 8% alcohol, it doesn't taste like wine anymore, even if it has alcohol in it, right? starts to taste more like a hard kombucha. Mm-hmm. So, and I just really love wine. I've had a lifelong relationship with loving wine. So I started looking for a healthier way to drink, and I didn't know even though I live in the heart of the Napa Valley, right, which is the most important, prestigious wine appellation in North America. Now, we don't drink or sell domestic wines. We'll talk about that in a moment. But I live here because I love the people and the lifestyle. But, you know, I was looking for a better way to drink for myself is how this all began. I wasn't thinking of it as a business. I was thinking of it as trying to continue to drink because I had stopped drinking wine for a while you know, in a period I refer to as suffering through sobriety, right? I really (laughs) wasn't into that. And so I didn't, I just thought that there was alcohol levels were high. So I started looking for low alcohol wines and they're not really in any in the United States, but there are some in Europe and other parts of the world. And so I began 
to search, seek out low al lower alcohol wines in that I stumbled upon the natural wine revolution at that time was just getting underway in central France. And it's a very confusing term to consumers because I uh, say, yeah, I'm in the natural wine business here. Like aren't all wines natural? Mm -hmm. Well, they're not. And here's why. And here's the dark secrets of the wine business. What's happened in the wine business. Same thing has happened in our food supply. It's been massive corporate consolidation around money and greed, right? And so all of these large wine companies start acquiring everybody else. So today, when you go in the grocery store or you go into a wine shop and you see hundreds or thousands of labels, in America, 52% of all the wine you see in that store is made by just three giant companies, right? Now, they don't want you to know that, so they hide behind thousands of brands and labels, Mm -hmm. The top 30 companies in the U.S. make over 70% of U.S. wines. So they want to sell you a story how you're drinking off of a farmhouse or out of this cute vineyard where you see a magazine advertisement with a guy and a girl in a vineyard having wine and a sunset, and it's very romantic. Maybe there's a farmhouse or some kind of cute winery in the background, right? They want you to believe that you're drinking from this you know, quaint place when in fact, most often you're likely drinking from massive wine factories wow. that are located in central California. These factories are so large, they're multiple football fields big, right? And tank farms, what we call wine is fermented in tanks. These tanks are as far as you can see, wow. right? And so, and all of what I'm telling you, you know, if you all of what I'm going to describe for you is all easily verifiable with a Google search. It's just these secrets have been well kept, mm. right? Until I started telling, you know, a few million people about it. <laughs> right? And so these stories have been well kept. If you Google, you know, if you Google uh, California wine factory, you'll find photographs, go to images, you'll find photographs of these places. Right. And so, or, you know, so, so these huge conglomerates, these large wine companies, want to sell you story, right? They're not trying to make wine better or healthier. They're trying to make it faster and cheaper, right? And so that involves the use chemicals. Mm -hmm. Now, what do you mean chemicals? I thought wine was, when I remember I said, I tell people I'm in the natural wine business there, well, aren't all wines natural? Well, they're not. And here's why. There's 76 additives approved by the FDA for the use in winemaking. Now, some of them are natural, and some of them are quite toxic. The problem is you don't know what you're drinking because the wine lobby, very powerful lobby in Washington, spent millions of dollars in lobby money with Washington mm. politicians mm. to keep contents labeling off of wine bottles, in addition to nutritional information. So there's not a contents label on a wine bottle, and there's not nutritional information on a wine bottle. And what nutritional information is going to tell you primarily from my perspective is how much sugar you're drinking, right? Mm -hmm. I happen to believe that sugar is the most widely abused addictive drug on the planet, right? That is the cause, the primary cause of most chronic illnesses, which is elevated blood glucose, which then creates hyperproduction of insulin. Mm -hmm. Uh, insulin is a fat storage hormone in addition to, you know, lots of other nasty things, but some good things that it does as well. And insulin, we evolved, you know, insulin was the hormone that allowed us to survive as a species when we couldn't get enough to eat. That's why it exists, right? But then when food became plentiful, not to mention sugar and snacking and the elevated blood glucose for many people that goes on all day long from the time they hit the ground until they go to bed at night, they have elevated right. blood glucose, which is why we have more than 80 million pre-diabetics in this country. Right. So I don't want to be drinking sugar. Right. I don't want to be drinking additives either. Right. And so, but I think if people want to drink conventional or commercial wines, I think that's awesome. I think they just should have the knowledge, mm -hmm. the transparency of a label to know what's in it. Totally. And so we push for transparency and labeling, and we'd love to see contents label on a wine bottle. Mm -hmm. The problem is the industry doesn't want to see it because they don't want to have to put what's really in there. Wow. Because if, if it had a contents label, it would look just like other 
processed foods. When you pick up a box of processed food, you know, it's got a rectangular contents label there. And most of the things in there you've never heard of, have no idea what they are. Wow. Yeah. I I have to say, you know, just interjecting real quick. Like I, I didn't drink for most of my adult life, the religion that I was in prohibited drinking. So this has been new territory for me in the last four, four or five years of my life. And the first thing I ever had in terms of alcohol was dry farm wines because I wasn't willing to put any of the others in my body. I'm like, I, like, I don't even understand how it works. Like, how do you know? I haven't like Googling, like how many calories, where are the calories coming from? What else is in there? Like I was so, so turned off by the lack of transparency of what I was putting in my body. I was like, never mind. I just don't want that in my body. But Dry Farm Wines was that you guys were the first to come out and actually educate and say, here's what's going in your body. There's no sugar. Here's a, you know, and so I was like, okay, I'll try that. <laughs> There's no pesticides. Yeah, so we, you know, Thanks we, for some transparency. <laughs> we do independent lab testing to ensure our standards of purity and, and, and the criteria that we have. And so we're the only company that does and publishes our lab results from every wine. So we don't allow, we require that any wine have less than one gram per liter of sugar, which is statistically and legally sugar free Mm -hmm. under, I mean, there's a legal definition for what you can call sugar free. And so, you know, if you, as you already heard, I'm rapidly Mm anti-sugar. The other thing that we're very interested in is lower alcohol. So here's another collusion between the U S government and the wine industry. Mm. The alcohol stated on a bottle of wine is not required by law to be accurate. And so if it says it's 14%, it could be as high as 15.5% and still be legal. Most of the wines I drink are between 9 and 11%. And the reason for that is because I don't like alcohol and also like the taste of a lower alcohol wine because it's Mm -hmm. just fresher and lighter Mm -hmm. and it's more friendly with food. Mm -hmm. And the reds are what we call like fish reds. They're so light and fresh. You could eat them with white fish and just like you would a Mm -hmm. white wine, you know, because they're not extracted and heavy oak bomb kind of things like you normally see. And much of that big extraction flavors from additives could be from body stabilizers, Mm -hmm. higher sugar, higher alcohol, alcohol adds density to wine. Mm. Sugar adds density to wine. Sugar adds mouthfeel to wine. Even if it doesn't taste sweet, if it has sugar in it, it still adds to these long finishes. You know, when you drink our red wines, you don't get that long, sappy finish. Right. Right. They're just like very dry. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're much friendlier with food. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, so that, that was sort of how I stumbled into this. I didn't know about the additives. I had no idea. Mm. N- neither does anybody else. Wow. Right? Even in the wine industry, people don't talk about it. Wow. Nobody talks about it. Even people in the wine industry don't know about them. Right. And so it's kind of bizarre. Even Psalms, I mean, these wine acts, they don't know anything about additives, you know, because nobody talks about it because it's like this big secret. Wow. You know, the, the other thing is a big secret, too. Let's talk about the difference, the precise and technical differences between a natural wine and a conventional wine, because there are only three. Hmm. And, and the second, the second, um, the, the second attribute is really important as well. So number one, natural wines are always organic or biodynamically farmed. Now we'll get back to irrigation in a moment because see dry farm wines has criteria much above just being a natural wine. Mm. So we, we have a certification process. So we care about other things other than just being a natural wine. And we'll talk about what our certification and differences are in a second, because I know you want to talk about dry farming. Mm -hmm. Not all natural wines are dry farmed. Most are, but not all. We don't allow the use of any irrigation because we believe the irrigation is the first intervention into nature's logic. Grapevines have been growing on this earth for 10,000 years in some of the harshest climates anywhere. Wow. <clears throat> One of the harshest climates today where natural dry farm wines are made is in Sicily, off the coast of a small island off the coast of Italy, probably best known for the maf- mafioso home, right? So the mafia is based in Sicily, but but it's a small island off the coast of Italy. It's a, it's a volcanic island. It's super rocky, super dry, super hot, right? And there's no irrigation there. So in California, oftentimes here, 
less than 1% of California vineyards are dry farmed. So wow. irrigation is ubiquitous. It's, it's almost 100%. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, but we'll, we come back to irrigation and what makes dry farm wines stand over and above natural. But if you're going to drink wine, I think you should drink natural wine, whether it's dry farm wine certified or not, mm-hmm. right? For the top three reasons. Number one, natural wines are always organic or biodynamically farmed. And biodynamic farming is a prescriptive advanced form of organic farming. Mm. Number two, uh, natural wines are always fermented with wild native yeast Hmm. that's indigenous to the vineyard where the grape is grown. Very cool. Now that's just a big mouthful. What does all that mean? Well, when you harvest any great any great berry in the world, no matter how it's farmed or where it came from, it at the time of harvest it has a waxy white film on the outside of the great berry, and that's actually yeast that has been collected through the air. Yeast that's indigenous to that vineyard, and it covers the grape. Well, natural wines are always fermented with that native yeast that's already on the grape. Now, conventional wines are not fermented with that wild native yeast. They are fermented with a genetically modified lab cultured yeast that's Mm. purchased. Mm. And so now the reason that they use these lab cultured yeast as opposed to the native wild yeast is the native wild yeast is temperamental. It's fragile. It's hard to work with. You cannot make wine in very large volumes with it. It's just too unstable. And so the, the lab culture yeast is very sturdy. It will also withstand, it's modified to withstand a higher alcohol environment. Mm. So, and it also comes in flavor profiles. Mm. So if you can buy yeast that tastes like Italian wine, if you grow a, wow. you know, a crappy grape in central California, industrial grape, and you want it to taste like it's from Italy, they have a yeast for that. Holy cow. Right? I had no idea. So, and then number three... Number three is that natural wines are additive free and conventional wines can contain up to 76. Now they don't generally contain them all, mm-hmm. but you know, they will contain an asundry of different additives, stabilized body enhancers could be toxins like dimethyl dicarbonate, which is used to treat wine when it has bretomyces, which is the, common most common bacterial fault in wine and tens of millions of gallons of wine every year are treated with this toxic chemical wow and so the problem is you just don't know which wines have been treated and which ones have not or ammonia phosphate or copper sulfate or these are you know are additives and chemicals that can be used in winemaking and are commonly used it's just crazy that you can't know it it, it is and nobody really knows about it is the crazy thing yeah so so then we come along and I was like, well, I really, I, I want to drink lower alcohol. And so we decided 12 and a half percent wines are really hard to find. So we decided that would be kind of the beginning point. And now we sell wines as low as 7%. Wow. That's amazing. And you yeah, know what? I, Our customers love lower alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You so know? I'll tell you, I, I'm sorry to interject real quick, but I'll <laughs> tell you, you know, um, when I was first at some health events and I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'm having wine now. <laughs> And um, I just kept hearing everybody say, like, I can't believe that this is low alcohol. I can't believe that this is healthy. I can't believe this is no sugar. I can't believe this is like a healthy wine, like, which is kind of interesting, right? I feel like it's like my little kids. I have four kids. It's like my kids when they're like, I can't believe this is healthy. And I'm like, yeah, because healthy tastes better. Like, it, of course it's, but you know, but um, I, I noticed that was people's reactions. And I was just like, yeah, this is amazing. And I would just drink myself into oblivion because you guys are always so generous with sponsoring these events. And I would just drink and drink and drink. And I'd wake up the next day just feeling amazing. And I thought that was how wine was. And then I, you know, and other social settings at restaurants and things were going through bottles. And I woke up the next day. I literally like, I'm ashamed to admit it, but as like a 35 year old, I had my first hangover. I was like, I I don't feel good today. Something's wrong with me today. I need to lay down. I was like, oh my gosh, it's a hangover. And I, I, I truly finally got it and really was able to appreciate dry farm wines for what it's doing, because not only it wasn't just like, I don't think just the alcohol content, it was the way I felt when I drank it too, 
I just felt like amazing and healthy and happy. And it wasn't this like kind of it's weird, an energized buzz. It's very different yeah. than a conventional wine because it it's sugar free. That's part of it. Lower in alcohol. Mm-hmm. Alcohol is a toxin. So mm-hmm. lower in alcohol makes a big difference. And this is the lack of additives and the spirit right. of the wine. The wine also has not been sterilized. So here's what happens with all conventional wines. Mm. They get a heavy dose of sulfur dioxide at bottling to sterilize the wine, to kill everything alive in it, including the gut-friendly bacteria that Dr. David Perlmutter has written about natural wines in our wines many times. Mm, That natural wines, because they haven't been sterilized, they're still living. Yeah. They taste alive. They have spirit. Yeah. Wow. And you feel that spirit. Yeah, definitely. You know, I drink to tap in, not to check out. Right. right? And so just like our, you know, how we think about our spiritual life of tapping in, I don't want to check out. I don't, I don't Mm -hmm. want people drinking to check out. Right. You know, you should be drinking to have an increased euphoria, a healthy sense of present mind, a cognitive Mm -hmm. connection and creative expression that's elevated. Yeah. Right. And more importantly, opening your heart. Right. When you're drinking this natural spirited wine, you it just generates love. Right. And, yep. you know, natural wines are like this. I mean, they're to, to drink these pure wines that also the other thing is that, you know, with a natural wine, the same person that tended the vines and harvested the fruit and fermented the wine and bottled it is all the same person or small group of people, usually in a family, right? And so that spirit of that place and those people are captured in that bottle, mm, right? Beautiful. Because every grower is different. Mm. And every every terroir, every, every place is different. Every sense of place is different, right? And so mm-hmm. the soils are different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so it's, you just get that sense of place. Yeah. And I can, I can attest to that truly. Like my experience with dry farm wines has been so positive that I really, truly look forward to it. I feel more connected. I feel happy. I feel free. I feel energized when I have had other experiences with wine. It doesn't feel like that. It brings me down. Like I'm so tapped into how I feel, you know, all the time that I, because I feed myself well, I live, I'm very tapped into that. I notice. And so I actually developed a positive relationship with wine from drinking dry farm wines. Other wines, I'm like, I, I feel my vibe is lower. I feel less. I truly know what you're saying. I'm like, yes, he is speaking the truth. I have felt less connected. I have felt less energized the next day. I felt worse. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll share another backup story real quick. Cause I've never told you the story, Todd, but I was at, um, I think I was at, I was at Bulletproof conference in 2017 and I was waiting in a really long line behind this guy who was a chef from the Bay area. And he, I told him I was a keto coach and he's like, Oh, have you tried those dry farm wines? And I was like, yeah, they're really amazing. And he's like, I, I think he actually cooked a private event for you guys or something. It might've been for you actually, but he was like, I did an event for them. And he was this high caliber chef. And he actually has a, a chain of really cool restaurants in the Bay area. They was showing me on his phone, but he's like, I was so blown away by those wines. I'm putting them in all of my restaurants. He's like, I just couldn't believe that I could drink and drink and drink. I had no hangover. I felt amazing the next day. Like he was just ranting about <laughs> dry farm wines. And that's how you feel like that's really, truly, cause it's the vibe it's how you feel when, not yes. only when you're drinking it, but afterwards, like I'm super tapped sure. into that and it's, it's noticeable to me. And it's, it's beautiful also to super hear the why. friendly. Yeah. As you know, I mean, like <laughs> for sure. Dominic Diagostino has published many times on doing blood testing with our wines and so cool. with the only wines that he drinks. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, so the super keto friendly as well, but yeah, but yeah, but they're, 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 they are different and it's hard to explain that. You know, I do a lot of podcasts helping people to understand yeah. that, but you really have to experience it mm-hmm. to know the difference, you know, because most people who are regular wine drinkers just think that that's how they feel from drinking wine. That's just, it seems normal to them. But when you drink dry farm wines and you've been a regular wine drinker, you're like, oh, wait, I feel different. You know, not only is the buzz yep. different, but I feel different afterwards. I sleep better, so on mm-hmm. and so forth. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, we, you know, our goal and the way we live life is to tap into, mm-hmm. you know, a higher place and tap into a better frequency, 
right? And so, you know, we talked um, earlier about, you know, wanting to mention sort of our yeah, spiritual journey. But for sure. at Dry Farm Wines, you know, we spend the first hour, which is happening right now as we speak, because it's 1038 in the morning in California. Um, so from 10 o'clock, we don't gather until 10 because I think everybody should have their morning protected to, for their own fitness protocol or, or their personal meditation practices or time with their family or whatever, however they choose. These are not people, the people I work with are not people who get up at nine 30 to report at 10. They're up at five or six in the morning and, you know, they're all early risers and because they're doers, because they're accomplishers. Most people who live that light, not all, but most people. Wow. Get up early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Certainly our people do. Yep. And so, but we meet at 10 formally at our office. And again, our office as soon as COVID is over, but um, now it's via Zoom and it's happening as we're doing this podcast, they're meditating. So wow. we meet every morning from 10 to 11 for group practices, which include meditation and gratitude and mm-hmm. other spiritual and affirmational manifestation practices that go on for an hour every morning. And then we start creating, which is what we call work. We start creating at 11 or 11, 15, and we stop between five and six in the afternoon. Right. So we have basically a six hour work day. Mm. Um, And so, you know, we believe that that living a peaceful life is the single most important thing. It's so the, the document that we manage our values document is called the peace and profit manifesto, Hmm. right? So we put peace before profits. We believe that to live a peaceful life is the true sense of success, right? We've had financial success, of course, but, but that's not how we define success. We define success as a life of peace, right? And so, um, and, and a life as free from attachment as we can be. So, yeah, because we believe that attachment is the source of all suffering. Mm. So that's, you know, we, we, um, you know, we, we live a very, uh, we live a life really that's founded in our, our very favorite quote, which we recite quite often. It's been attributed to everybody from Abraham Lincoln to Buddha, but it goes like this at the end of a well-lived life, they're likely to be three things that, you found were the most important. Number one, how much you loved. Number two, how gently you lived. And number three, how gracefully you release the things that are not meant for you. Mm. Right. And for most people, number three is the toughest. Mm. Right. So, Mm -hmm. and that's where attachment and suffering comes in. We attach ourselves to, you know, lots of things like, you know, perception of how we're treated or, or how we're heard or how we're seen. Those are all attachments, right? Which lead to disappointment and misery, right? Or we're attached to a certain image or, you know, again, it generally has to do with, you know, how we're perceived or how other people see us or is our Mm -hmm. most toxic, you know, sort of attachment. Yeah. And that we, you know, care too much about what, what other people think about us. Right. Definitely. And this of course interrupts our peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we're ruminating about it, like wondering, like constantly mm-hmm. thinking. Yeah, you know, it's speculated by neuroscientists that we have about sixty-five thousand thoughts a day. Right. Wow. The problem is ninety percent of them or more are the same thoughts we had yesterday. Right, and so we're constantly ruminating between regrets of the past and. Or more importantly, more usually for people, anxieties of the future, mm-hmm. right? Prisoners of the future. And rather than living in the present moment, which is why meditation is so powerful. Meditation teaches us uh, through practice. Uh, meditation's not easy to get started. Most people say, I can't meditate because I can't stop thinking. Well, the goal of meditation is not to stop thinking. The goal of meditation is to find some silence and understand how to expand that silence. Mm -hmm. Everybody, unless you're enlightened, is still going to have thoughts, right? Right. The question is, how can we increase that silence and how does it teach us to increase the space of 
contemplation in our life. Now, what I mean by that is, and this is why meditation is so effective, in addition to being clarified, there are many benefits, but, you know, I, the primary benefit, I, I go back to, you know, Viktor Frankl, who wrote one of the best-selling books of all times, sold 60 million copies, called Man's Search for Meaning. It was a book about his experience in concentration camps as a Jew. Mm-hmm. And in the book, he, he writes about the space between stimulus, let's call stimulus someone cuts you off in traffic, mm-hmm. and your response, right? Mm-hmm. Which is normally like, you know, WTF, right? Mm-hmm. That's just, I'm just using as an example between mm-hmm. stimulus and response. Mm-hmm. But there's stimulus that come to you all day long, all kinds of stimuli that, that require some response or reaction. So the question mm-hmm. is, is it going to be a reaction or a response? Mm-hmm. So Viktor Frankl wrote and taught us that the space between the stimulus and your response to it is your power and freedom. Yep. And that silence, even, even in business when you're negotiating, silence and the lack of response is very powerful. Mm-hmm. Right? So because people are wanting to know what you're thinking, people are waiting for you to respond. And so that space and time between the stimulus, whatever that stimulus is, and your reply, reaction, or response is your power and freedom. Mm-hmm. And what meditation does is help, ex- help expand that space and slow everything down, right? And slow the, 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 the rumination of thinking down, which is why we're just, you know, such big fans. And as... As a collective community, our family, the people I work with, there's 60 of us. As a collective community, we are having tremendous benefit from collective consciousness mm, right? through meditation and open gratitude. Wow. And use of the words like love and family yes. and connectedness Amazing. and gratitude and appreciation. And people tell each other that they love them, right? I mean, this is like, why wouldn't I spend my life? <clears throat> I use another example of this. Um, just following this, you spend more people, you spend more time with the people that you work with. Uh, the, the COVID thing's a little strange, but typically speaking, you spend more time with the people that you work with than anybody else. Yeah, And so why wouldn't those be people that I'm inspired by and that mm. I love, mm. right? Right. I mean, that's just sort of one of my 18 business rules is I won't work with people I do not love, right? Love because it. my life that's is too so short. Good. Yeah. The, the other thing that is speaking about places and that you spend time at yeah. that, um, that I, I think about when I say that is that like my bed, like I spend a lot of money on my bed, right? disproportionate amount of money on like Italian sheets and, you know, like down and feather beds and amazing mat because I spend a lot of my life in bed, right? Right. Like 40% of my life is spent in the bed. (laughs) That should be a glorious experience. Yes. I love it. Yes. Same thing with the people you work with. It should be a glorious experience because Mm -hmm. you spend so much of your time in bed and the people you work with. Right, that that eats up about most of your life. Yeah, except for about a four or five hour window. The so rest true. of it is with people you work with or you're asleep. So true. Right. So I kind of like think about how to optimize the life experience in the places where I spend the most amount of time. Love it. I love this. Now, can you guys see why I wanted Todd to talk about more than just wine? <laughs> when you were speaking at Paleo Effects, I think last year they had to like cut you short or something because of the time. And it was like there was going to be a freaking war. Everyone's like, no, let him finish. <laughs> let him go. Um, this is this is so insightful. I'm, it's honestly so inspiring because as a coach, I do incorporate a morning routine with my clients. I, I'm like, you guys, you have to meditate. Like, I can't get you where you want to go if you're not meditating because of exactly what you're talking about, this space between stimulus and response, if you want to get forward movement in your health or anything else in your life, you have to be able to have that ability instead of just being in reactive mode all the time. But what, what you're doing is so unique in that it's not just like, hey guys, I really want you as Todd, your boss, I want you guys to make sure you're meditating 
Mm-mm. You're like, I respect you. I see you. I know you need time to create the life of your dreams in the morning. So I'm giving you that. And then we're all going to come do it together. And what's beautiful about that is it also, it's, I always say whenever you're like truly in vibration, truly in alignment, you're giving and receiving at the same time. It's so while you're giving them this beautiful opportunity to meditate, you're also receiving this collective consciousness and this growth and this love and this amazing vibe that you get to be in all the time through that giving of that space and giving of your heart and your soul and things that have been meaningful to you. So it's like very, very inspiring on a business level to see what you guys are doing there. And I, you feel that like when the dry farms crew comes in, it's like, Oh, they're here. The dry farms, (laughs) dry farms is here. Like you just bring so much like, um, community and love and support. And honestly, like the vibe that I feel is I always feel very safe around all of you guys. It's a very like, we're like a force of nature. Seriously. You're like, I'm listening and I'm here and I care about you and I'm happy. And it's, it's freaking beautiful. Really events, you know, events, we lose money doing events. We don't, we don't Mm. really generate memberships there. Mm. We're not, you know, we spent about a million dollars last year doing events all over the world. We did a hundred and 30 events, not so for COVID this year, but you know, the event thing, while it's not, while it's a, it's not a revenue generator for us, it, it, it does allow people to see who we are, mm-hmm. right? It adds to our authenticity. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important, particularly where people like you and other health influencers, you know, they believe in us so strongly and trust totally. us because they know us. And that's where the real value of the, of the events come in is that people can see that, yeah, we're legitimately healthy. You know, we look healthy, we're vibrant, Mm -hmm. you know, we're all in great shape ripped Mm -hmm. out. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, because that's, we walk the talk, right? We're authentic. Yep. And authenticity, particularly in very commonly in the fitness, nutrition and wellness space, authenticity is not always present. True. You know, you see these people who are speaking or you see these people who are like representing these products that are supposed to make you healthy, but they don't look healthy at all. Right. Right. It's true. And uh, but I want to go back to the spiritual thing for just a moment, because I think really another important point of a daily practice. In addition to meditation, and this follows my meditation, which is, you know, an inward um, expression of gratitude, things I'm grateful for around me. And then, importantly, affirmations and visualizations, right, which become manifestations. Yep. And so here's the thing. We're all manifesting the life that we live. The question is, are we manifesting with intention, right? Mm -hmm. And so most people are manifesting all their fears, right? Most people are manifesting the things that they're worried about, their anxiety. Wow. And so they're bringing those things closer to them. With meditation and affirmations and visualizations, we begin to manifest and receive the abundance that our birthright uh, grants us. Yep. Right. And so yep. when we stop all the noise and we get rid of the resistance, mm-hmm. the resistance of anxiety creates resistance. Mm-hmm. You know, anxiety is like dizziness for the mind. Right. And so once we remove that anxiety, then we open up those channels to receive the abundance that is granted us at birthright. And so, which is the reason that anybody at our organization will tell you that we attribute meditation and our collective meditation and collective consciousness with all of our success and financial success because we manifest it and we manifest growth. We manifest a better tomorrow, right? But you can't just, you can't break away and just do this, like quick manifestation, mm-hmm. you have to like be present throughout the day and truly believe in your heart that you're open to this abundance. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's very, it's very powerful. I know we're coming up on time, but um, oh, thank you. Thank that, you. Thank I think you. it's so important. Yes. Thank you. No, I am like living what you're speaking. And I'm like, gosh, if only everyone could just, if, if you'll just carve out 
a little bit of time for yourself in the morning. You know, there's the quotes that say, if you don't have time to meditate, then you, for an hour, you, you really need to, need to meditate. You need to meditate for two hours, you know? So. Right, right. You need to meditate the most if you don't have time. <laughs> exactly. And I'm living that not only, yes, and this is my, my morning routine goes from meditation to gratitude. I write how I feel when I think about those things, what taps me into my emotions and helps me get more clarity about why I'm grateful. And then I go into my purpose and my vision, right? And so it connects me in my heart and who I am and what's important to me and also my vision. And I write that every morning. It works. And, and it, it works. works. And it's, it's the secret. It's just the it secret is. nobody wants to practice. I and mean, it's, it's like, a, it is the secret. You know, it is the everything. And you hit something so big though, that I just want to highlight so much. And that's the, 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 the receiving, the allowing, once you have that goal and, and that vision, and you understand that it's from something bigger than you, I have learned, I have had to learn this the hard way because my little overachiever heart was like, and then I'm going to build it and I'm going to do it like this and this and this is like wrong sister. That is not how you do it. It's honestly, it's the ease is the way it, it ease. It, when, do, you do less, <laughs> you will get yeah. more. It is so unbelievable. You couldn't incredible. have told me that. I, you know, I, know. I just, I, I just coached uh, a young entrepreneur who was introduced to me and spent an hour on the on the Zoom with him. And I said, I know he's 24. That has a pretty successful business. I said, you're not going to understand this. I'm going to tell you anyway, although you're not going to understand it. And I wouldn't have understood it either at your age. And I don't know any way to teach this to you. But when you stop striving you will begin thriving. Mm -hmm. And so striving and clawing and taking and working more and harder and more intensely is a known and proven method for financial success. But I'll tell you, it's not the easiest one. And it's certainly not peaceful. Mm -hmm. And so the peaceful path to prosperity is from thriving. Mm -hmm. And thriving is allowing the reception of abundance. Yep. Right? and stop creating the resistance that striving creates. Now, striving is a long proven method and the method that most people achieve financial success with and financial security through striving. It works, no question about it. I have employed it mm -hmm. and it's all around you. Most people are employing the striving method mm -hmm. because they're afraid to slow down to thrive. They don't know how to do that. Yep. And, and it seems too risky yep. and entrepreneurs are type A personalities like you and I have. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, but if through, in my case, it was an accident that I learned this because you couldn't have told me this and I would have believed it. I would have thought working longer, more, making people work harder, longer, yeah. more was the path. Um, there's a bunch of business books will tell you that's the path. Mm -hmm. But my personal experience is I've never been more financially successful in addition to never been more peaceful or at peace at all, Amazing. you know, um, until I employed, I learned by accident, employed this method of thriving through meditation and through slowing down and allowing more silence in my life mm -hmm. and living a life of appreciation, not expectation. So when we when we replace expectation of others with appreciation of others, mm. then that's when we truly tap into a thriving environment, right? Mm. And um, and so I, you know, it's you. I told this young lad, you know, you're not going to understand this. I can't teach it to you. I don't know what to tell you to help you. I can only tell you that it will work for you if you can find a way to tap into it, right? without yep. the fear yep. that doing less is going to get you less because right. that fear is present. Right. Mm -hmm. So speaking of those attachments to what you talked about, in the uh, beginning, there, yeah. attachments, attachments to the busyness, attachment to the striving. It's so, so attachment to the belief that being busy means that you're, that you're getting ahead. Mm -hmm. yeah, being I, I, busy <laughs> doesn't mean that you're getting anything done. It just means that you're busy. I, exactly. Uh, I tell yeah. my clients that all the time. I'm like, in, in in business, it's kind of a sign of a weakness. If you're a CEO and you're just frantically busy all the time, like, what's going on? Like, where where's the where's the lack of delegation or the planning or the you know like the 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 oversight, the over being able to see over everything in a way that's going to help you get less busy. And email. And, yeah. Oh my God, like email is one of the most poisonous things on the planet. <laughs> 
Seriously. You know what I mean? It's like it's such an addict it's attachment, like mm-hmm. email. I don't, you know, it's just like, I just, you know, I, voicemail. I don't, you, you can't, you've called my phone. It says, don't leave a voicemail here. I don't check it. It's amazing. You know, if you want to reach me, email me or text me. Yeah. Right? I don't listen to voicemail. Up, yeah. You're setting up it's the system like, you want. Exactly. Crazy. And then I have somebody else deal with the emails, right? Yeah. So, um, right. To and try I, to live a more peaceful life, but Listen, I know we're wrapping up yep. at the top of the hour. Thanks so much yeah. for having me on today. Yeah. We do have a special offer for your listeners if they want to try Dry Farm Wines. And it's a penny bottle. And they can find that penny bottle offer at this link. And I'm sure you put it in your show notes. But yeah, it's dryfarmwines.com dry forward slash Coach Tara. Yep. That's dryfarmwines.com with an s.com forward slash coach Tara. Listen, I really appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Todd. Allowing me to speak my truth here today. Yeah. Thank you for sharing it with us. Tell the gospel a bit. Yeah. So insightful. And guys, make sure you check out that link. That's a really great gift to give. The holidays are coming up. So um, consider that as a gift for somebody that you want to intro. Um, I have given given their boxes as gifts. They ship. Um, You can check their website for where they ship to. And they're just absolutely incredible. Make sure you get a box for yourself and that penny bottle by going through that link. And again, Todd, thank you so much for not only uh, following your passion um, and go- doing things the hard way and not saying, I'm going to do this like everybody else so I can like be successful and earn it. You were like, no, I'm going to do what I care about. And you've continuously done that over and over in a way that's helped improve the lives of everyone around you. And now you're, now the universe is giving you a voice like here, Todd, please share this. That's giving you a microphone literally <laughs> so that more people can hear that. So thank you for doing that and sharing that with us today. I really, really appreciate it. Really like my heart was like surging during some of the stuff you were saying, cause I just felt the truth of it. Peace and love. Thank you for having me. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Inside Out Health Podcast. I hope this episode served as inspiration and something that you needed to hear in your life. If you have a friend or family member that you think would benefit from this episode, please share it with them. And also please subscribe. I have so many more amazing guests coming. I have just been so gifted and honored to meet so many incredible health professionals in my career, and I cannot wait to share their messages with you guys. So please subscribe. And if you could be so kind as to rate my show, I would really appreciate it. This podcast is honestly an intuitive call to me to help spread goodness to the world. And so if you guys can help me do that, I would really appreciate it. If you want more info on this guest, pop over to my website, check out my podcast section, and you can get links to everything we talked about in the show um, and find out more about this guest and what where you can go from here. Make sure you're also following me on Instagram. I, that is my most active platform. You can find me at Coach Tara Garrison. You can also find me on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter. Everything is Coach Tara Garrison across the board. And then, yeah, if you want to send me a message, guys and let me know other guests or other topics you want to hear on the show please let me know i am here to serve you so i would love to hear from you would love your feedback on the show and if you share any of these episodes please tag me on social media it's coach Terry garrison so 